Uh, Acts chapter 4, and I want to read, from, I want to do two verses today, 11 and, verses 11 and 12. And it says, he is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there's salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. I want to talk about this morning rejected. Amen. Overcoming rejection in this world. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, rejected. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We ask now your blessings upon the preaching of your word. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice. God, I ask now that you'd use me now for your glory. Touch the hearts of the hearers of your word. And thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Help me out with the mic. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of God. I may have to switch. Amen. I want to talk about this morning... Rejected. Amen. No. Rejected. Uh, thank you, ushers. Amen. Rejected. Uh, rejection. Testing one, two. Rejection, uh uh-uh, too loud. Rejection can occur in a variety of ways. Amen? Uh, in a variety of circumstances. Uh, many of us in our lives, we have experienced at some point, amen, some form of rejection. Do I have anybody? It's amazing because many of us may not know it, but we have been affected. We may have been rejected by family. We may have been rejected by friends. We may have been rejected by society, by the way we look, what we wear, etc., etc., etc. Rejection comes in a lot of different ways. Do I have anybody here who's ever been rejected before? Amen. It's amazing, ain't it? How so many people today, because of rejection, they isolate themselves or they hold back from connecting with others because they're afraid of being rejected again. It's amazing because, amen, as you continue to pursue your endeavors in life, you realize that even after you get the college degree, even after you finish high school, even after you finish uh, junior high or whatever the case may be, or if you've finished your training or whatever you're doing in life, you'll find out that sometimes it doesn't always end up the way you want it to end up. Do I have anybody? You'll find out that people will use you. Come on, somebody, because what they see in you. And then after they've used you up, 
they'll reject you. Do I have anybody? I don't know about you, but earlier in my life, at age 13 and age 16, I've experienced rejection. I came home to an apartment that was empty. My mother packed up and left me at an early age. From there on, I went from group home to shelter, and I continued to live in those types of environment until I was 18 years old. All my life, I lived with the pain of rejection until the day that I met Jesus. Until the day I understood that I don't have to blame anybody. Come on, somebody, for what had happened to me because the very thing that happened to me was supposed to happen to me. And sometimes God has to use the difficult things in our lives in order to bring us to where we are right now. Because without difficulty, come on somebody, there's no transformation. Do I have anybody? If life went the way you wanted to go, amen, you wouldn't be sitting here today. Amen. If things were working out the way you wanted to work out, you'd realize, amen, how boring life can be without a little pain. Do I have anybody? And it's amazing because Jesus lived with rejection his whole life. Do I have anybody? He was born in the ghetto. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says there was no room for Jesus. Can you imagine? The king of the world, but yet they had no room for him. He was born in a manger outside. Amen. They could not find any place for him. And then when he got old enough to bring the message to his people, to his own people, they rejected him. As a matter of fact, not only did they reject him, but they sold him out. His disciples that he handpicked, come on and help me somebody. Y'all going to preach with me today, right? I, hold on, I need to start my clock. Hold on one second. So that's three minutes. How many minutes? Anyway, we're going to get, amen. He was rejected by his own disciples. His own boys, amen, turned on him. Amen. Betrayed him, sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Do I have it? Y'all know where I'm going with this? Amen. Then they put him on a cross. They spit on him. They abused him. Come on, somebody. You talk about rejection, but yet even with being mistreated, he finished his, his course. He finished the race. And I'm talking to somebody here today, you need to stop playing the rejection card. Amen. Because your rejection should cause you, amen, to do better. Do I have anybody? And I'm not talking about doing better to prove anything to anybody. I'm talking about doing better because you know it's in you to do better. Do I have anybody? Jesus, can you imagine this, being sold out by his own boys? Jesus, amen, who loved the disciples, who loved the, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He says that even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, that Jesus Christ died. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. See, here's the thing. Oftentimes, it, listen, if we, if, I, if we were treated the way Jesus was treated, would we still do what he did? Come on, somebody. See, we got these stipulations. You see what I'm saying? That you got to do me right so I can do you right, but not so with Jesus. 
Jesus took the cross for you and I. Do I have anybody? Listen, even when we did not know him, he died for us. Can you imagine doing everything right and still be rejected? Anybody been there? You've been doing everything right. I mean, I'm talking about right as you think you're doing right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. Is it right according to God's word? Now, now watch this. You're doing everything you're in, your, in your power to do it right, but still you're experiencing rejection. That was Jesus' story. In this chapter, in the book of Acts, Acts is what we call the Acts of the Holy Spirit working through the apostles at the beginning of the church age. So the book of Acts records everything after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to heaven. That's what we find in the book of Acts. In chapter 1, we find that the Holy Spirit had come down, amen, at the day of Pentecost. God left the Holy Spirit here with us. And as a believer of Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So therefore, you have some power inside of you. Do I have anybody? God left on record for us and he left on earth for us the Holy Spirit who guides who protects, who reveals, amen, and who can comfort you if you feel like you can't go on any longer. Do I have anybody? And so we find that all of this is happening. And then in chapter 3, we find that Peter and John was going to church. Amen. The Bible says they were going up to the temple at the gate called Beautiful. And then they met a man who had been there for over 50 years, he had been rejected. He was in the reject pile of life. The Bible says every day his family would drop him off at the church, but it's amazing how the church wasn't working for him. Isn't that something? You know, we can come to church and be the same when we leave. Do you know that, amen, without the Holy Ghost power, we're not able to change? Do you realize that just coming to church doesn't change you? You got to give your life to Jesus so that your heart can be changed, so that you can become everything that God has way up, amen, to the temple. Watch this. The Bible says that the man saw Peter and John. And he says, he stared at them and he looked at them. And this is what Peter said. Peter says, silver and gold, I have none. But what I do have, amen, I do have, he says, and in the name of Jesus, rise. This man had been crippled for over 50 years. And one day he met the risen Savior. And he rose in the name of Jesus. Watch where I'm going with this. How long have you been sitting at the gate called beautiful? How long have you been coming to church and you're still the same? How long have you been crippled and in the reject pile of life? Amen. And you keep saying, man, this is just the way I am. I will always be like this. Watch this. This man had abandoned, watch this, deliverance or healing. He was just interested in do-re-mi, money. 
He was a beggar at the church. But this man met Jesus, watch this, and he walked again. The whole of chapter 3, we find that after that, the Bible says that after he got his healing, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that when he went into the temple, see, before he was outside the temple. But now the Bible says when he went in the temple, watch this, they said he was walking, he was leaping, oh, I wish I had somebody, and he was praising the Lord. Have you ever, have you ever had that feeling before? That, watch this, that you were down for so long, but yet the Lord picked you up. The Lord healed your body and you got something to shout about this morning. You got something to leap about this morning. You got something to sing about this morning because when you look back over your life and you realize how far God has brought you, you got something on the inside of you that can testify that God is good. Do I have anybody? The natural response was to jump, to leap, and to praise the Lord. See, this is what I was trying to say to you earlier. It's crazy how people come to church today, right? And they want to be cute. Amen. And they want to be, you know, they don't want to just get undignified. Every now and then, you got to look back. Come on, somebody. Do you have, do you have any recollection of... Oh, I, I got a few people who've been saved a little while. Watch, I got some people. Did you, you remember where he found you? Do you remember how far you were from God? Come on. Somebody been down to the bottom before. Somebody scraped the barrel before. And listen, and God has picked you up. Come on, somebody. You got something to shout about. I got something to shout about. God had to take my mind. I wish I had somebody. And when he took my mind and he brought me back, I've never been the same. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody who's been through something? Come on, you can, you can search back in the back of your mind and look back. Listen, you didn't make it this far by yourself. Oh, you thought it was you, huh? You thought it was positive thinking. If I just stay positive, uh -huh, okay, all right. Let's see how far that's going to take you. See, you, we got someone that we can talk about and how good he is. But can I tell you something? Not everybody's happy about your deliverance. Not everybody's happy about your freedom. But watch this. In chapter 3 at the end, what we find is that Peter and John now was put in prison. For healing a man. Come on now. That's, 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 that's crazy. See, this is why a lot of folk don't come to church, you see, because every time I try to come to church, amen, something always go bad. Come on, help me somebody. Every time I try, pastor, every time I try, things go bad. Listen, they're arrested for healing this man. Now, they wanted to know, well, what, what's going on? What's, why is this man walking? Look at verse chapter 4, verse 9. Look at chapter 4, verse 9 for me. Let's look at the Bible right quick. Look what he says. Look what he says. He said, Peter says, if, if we are on, listen, that now they, they, on, they had their court date. See, back then, they, they got them. You follow what I'm saying? They got them. What they, what they arrested them for? Amen. They arrested them for healing a man. I ain't never heard nothing crazy like that before in my life. I'm innocent. Amen. I healed a man. And here I am on trial. 
Amen. They didn't give him a chance to get a lawyer or nothing. Watch this. Watch the text. The Bible is deep to me. It's heavy to me. Watch what it says. It says, uh, back up to verse 8. It says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for the benefit done to what? To a sick man. Come on, man. Where's your mercy at? As to how this man has been made well. He said, well, be that you ask. He said, verse 10, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel. Come on, somebody. By that, by the name, come on, somebody, of Jesus Christ of Nazarene, whom you crucified. He put him on blast, didn't he? Whom God raised from the dead by this name. Tell your neighbor, by this name. See, I don't know if it was just a physical thing. He wouldn't have went to church. <laughs> See, the natural thing is when you've been healed, you're wondering why, why Boo and them going to church now. Boo and them going to church because Boo and them realize something, that they've been healed spiritually. Watch this. They understood that, listen, we got all this stuff, but if you don't have peace, come on somebody. Can I tell you what Jesus gives you? He gives you peace. And I'm not talking about the peace that the world gives. I'm talking about the peace that you can't even comprehend. Like, how are you going through all that? How are you dealing with all that? How did you deal with all that? It was nobody but Jesus. So, so he goes on, and they're in this situation. All right? They're in this situation. Let's look at verse 9. Amen. I'm sorry. Verse 11. Rejected. And so I got a few things I want to show you. Look at verse 11. And, and, and you know what, P, what Peter was doing, <laughs> Peter was cold, man. Peter was calling them out, right? That's what Peter was doing. Peter was calling him out, told him that you're the one that put Jesus on the cross. And it was, it was him that you crucified. But watch what he goes on to say. He says, and he is, he goes on to explain who he is. Come on, somebody. You got to know who he is. He says he is the stone. Now, you know what the stone represents? The stone is symbolic of strength. The, the stone is symbolic of stability. Can I ask you a question? What, what are you building your life on? I, I know you've been rejected, but the question is, what are you building your life upon? He says he is the stone which was rejected. Uh-oh, so he knows what you're going through. Can I tell somebody something? God knows what it feels like to be rejected. Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Listen, but you can't live there anymore. You can't live with that. Listen, you had a series, you had a season of rejection. Now it's time to turn that rejection into something positive. Amen. So that you can live your best life now. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch what he says. He is the stone which was rejected by you. Now, look what he says. He says, the builders, but which became... Tell your neighbor, I'm going to rise. T tell your neighbor this. Tell your neighbor this. I'm going to rise. T tell your neighbor, I had a temporary setback. But I'm coming back. 
Tell your neighbor, I'm coming back, y'all. I'm coming back, y'all. What the builders rejected. Now, you know what the chief cornerstone is, right? In a building, the cornerstone in those times, the way they build the houses, amen, they needed a cornerstone to make the foundation stronger. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you this morning is this. You may have been rejected, hallelujah, but God is going to take the very thing that was rejected and he will cause it to rise again. He will cause it to be something that the world can't even understand, that your family won't be able to understand. But if you keep living, come on somebody, in that place of hurt and don't receive your deliverance, then you will always be singing the same old sad song. Woe is me, I've been rejected. Jesus says he was the stone that you rejected. So the first thing is, the promise was fulfilled in his name. Promise fulfilled. Here's what I'm saying. Peter was quoting Psalm 118. Psalm 118 predicts that Jesus would be rejected. And I want to say this to you. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. You may have been rejected, but through Jesus, he being the chief cornerstone, he gives you now confidence and strength. Are you with me? He gives you now confidence and strength. It is in his name that you're going to rebuild your life. Because if God promised, oh, I wish I had somebody He will what? Deliver. And he was promised to be the stone that was rejected. But in his name is how God fulfilled the promise. So even though he was rejected, he wasn't ruled out. Do I have anybody? Can I tell somebody something? Uh, He can help you. He can heal you from the damages of rejection. You know why? Because he's been there. And thank God that even though he was the rejected stone, he became the chief cornerstone. In other words, you got to put him first in your life. Here's the other thing you got to do. You got to make sure that you're standing on the right foundation. You got to believe and hold on to his promise. You got to say, God, I believe just like you promised Jesus and it was fulfilled that the promise for my life will be fulfilled in Jesus name. You got to know how to use his name. You got to know that there's no other name. I'm getting there. You can call on his name. He knows all about your pain. Now the healing of the man didn't happen without the man being saved. Got to remember that. See, your real healing starts when you get saved. And then your physical healing comes after. But Jesus was promised that he would be rejected, but that he would become the chief cornerstone. The very thing that Satan is trying to do to you, 
Amen. If you call on his name, come on, help me somebody. If you trust in the name of Jesus, I don't know who you call him. I know you call him Pookie and Day Day and them, but let me tell you something. That ain't going to work for that. Listen, listen, listen to me real good now. Amen. They got limited resources. Are you with me? Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. <laughs> Look at verse 12. He said, and there is salvation. Oh, I know, 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 I know. Scientology and yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Illuminati and I get it, I understand it. Sell your soul. Yeah, okay. But let me tell you something. The one thing we got to understand that we all need to be saved. You say, safe from what? Have you looked at your mind lately? Safe from that. Have you looked at where you've been lately? Have you looked at what you've been putting in your mouth lately? Come, uh oh, I, let me stop. I said I wasn't going to go there. Ha, ha, have you looked at the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> save from yourself save from sin come on y'all he says listen listen so here's the next thing not only is there the promise fulfilled in his name but number two the purpose in his name what's his purpose to save us and some of us we've been saved a long time right but I want to tell you something sometimes we forget we forget how far the Lord has brought. Come on, somebody. Listen, 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 listen. This word salvation means deliverance. He says, if you're, be, if you're looking for, for healing from this rejection, you got to realize something, that there is salvation in no other name. The purpose for Jesus is that he would save us from sin. Man is born in sin. God knows the reality of your rejection. But he also knows that as an unbeliever, we also have rejected him. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And even with us rejecting him, he offers us salvation in his name. What kind of deal is that? The very one that we were standing against is the very one who offers up, hallelujah to his holy name, salvation in his name. Can I tell you something? There's salvation. There's no salvation in Buddha. There's no salvation in Confucius. There's no salvation in positive thinking. There's no salvation in self-help. I know you've been reading all them self-help books. Watch this. There's no salvation in the secret or in the cabin or whatever the name of that thing was. Amen. That book, the shack, the shack. Yeah, there ain't no salvation in that. But there is salvation. Oh, come on. Boy, I wish I had a few believers. Y'all make me preach by myself. You should have seen your face. Amen. There's salvation in what? In no one, no one else. No one else, y'all. Listen, 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 listen. No one else. Listen, you've been trying to find. Let me just say this, right? Let me just tell you what comes along with the salvation. Sanctification comes. Listen, a new life happens. 
Come on, somebody. You, you, listen, you stop doing things you used to do. Come on, somebody. You have the power to overcome. Do I have anybody? Listen, salvation is a one-time thing, but it's a continuous effect in your life. So not only are you saved, but you continue to be saved. But I don't know who you've been running to for your salvation. I don't know who you've been trusting in for your salvation. But I want to tell somebody, you may have tried everything. Money can't get it. You think that if I get a better job, that's going to fix my situation. But you got to fix your heart before you get that money. Because why would God trust you with a million dollars and you ain't going to give him no glory? How are you going to rap and you ain't going to rap about him? Come on, I'm messing up. How are you going to be a professional athlete, but you won't give him no praise? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. There's salvation. Listen, let me, let, me, let me hang right here. All of us, the moment we're born and when we get to a, full age, to a certain age, we're, we're trying to find salvation. Because we know that something is wrong. Does anybody know there's something wrong? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just me. I mean, did you, when did you find out there was something wrong inside of you? Amen. And look, 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 look. The psychiatrist couldn't find it. Come on, somebody. Weed smoking couldn't find it. You want me to go on? Want me to keep going? Gin and juice couldn't find it. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't gonna, I'm going to leave it alone now. Don't, don't push me. I, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> don't push me. I'm close to the edge. <laughs> I'm trying not to lose my. Y'all better watch out. Y'all better watch out. Yeah, I'm almost to the edge now. Watch out now. Amen. Listen, we've been trying. Listen, I remember trying to find salvation in money. I figured if I get more money, my life be better. Have you ever noticed the people who got money? <laughs> they crazy as a Betsy bug, man. Listen. Listen. Unhappy. Listen, you're going to college to get a degree. Don't do it for money. Do it to fulfill your purpose in life. You follow what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. Money is not going to make you happy. You can have all the money, but if you don't have Jesus, if you're not saved, amen, you're wondering why you're so unhappy. You are unhappy because possibly, maybe you're not saved. And you're turning to all, you, listen, you don't call every name under heaven. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. You don't call every name. How many you called every day? I didn't called every name. I remember trying to go to church just to get right, y'all. I just figured if I go around the church. And it seemed like when I left, everything went haywire. You know why? Because they were not offering me Jesus. 
they were offering me a pipe dream. Oh, come on, somebody. They, they were offering me everything else but Jesus. They were offering me, come get my blessing. I said, how am I getting a blessing? I ain't got the money. That's the only way to get the blessing. Oh, y'all ain't trying here. So not only, not only is there the purpose in his name, but watch the next part of this verse right here. Let me go on. Let me go on. I got seven minutes. Watch this. Watch what he said. For there's no other name. Oh man, that's that's exclusive. Listen, I know you. I, I listen. I know. I know. I know you thought that 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 plug you had. See, I, I'm a little hip. Just a little bit. That plug you had was going to get you in position to be blessed. But God is the plug. He's the man. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And if you keep calling that plug, amen. I'm going to leave that alone too. You can't do it without God. Because there's, listen, I double dare you to call any other name. When you're in the darkest day of your life, you ever notice when you called, they didn't answer? Come on, somebody. I'm talking about rejecting. You ever notice when, when you really need somebody? But if you call on Jesus, no other name. If you just call him. Let me tell you how powerful his name is. When demons hear his name, they got to run. Demons can't stand. I think people don't come to church. Because we preach Jesus. If we were calling on any other name, <laughs> I'd probably have the whole football team in here. Come on, somebody. But but we're calling on the name of who? Jesus. Come on, somebody. Say Jesus. Tell your neighbor there's no other name. The very name that was rejected became the only name. Tell your neighbor the only name. Listen, when you're in trouble, call on his name. When you can't see a way out, call his name. Stop letting people tell you Jesus ain't real. He is real. He's alive and I dare you to try. Because there's no other name, the Bible says. Under what? Heaven that has been given among men. There's no other name. There's no other name. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. Look, look, look at this. Look, look, look at, look at chapter three, verse 14. Watch this. Just peek over here for a minute. Chapter three, verse 14. Let me show you how powerful his name is. Chapter three, verse what? Look what it says. But you disown the holy and righteous one. Watch this. And ask for a murderer to be granted to you. You see that? You see that? See, see, here's the thing. Come on, y'all. They put an innocent man on the cross. Okay? They took Barabbas, a, a notorious killer, over Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. A lot of us reject Jesus for everybody else. But there's going to come a day 
where every knee shall bow and every tongue will have to confess that name. So you might as well call him now because one day you will have to. Watch this. I got three minutes. Watch this. Watch what he said. He says, but put to death the who? The prince of life. The one whom God, what? Raised from the dead. A fact to which we are witnesses. So for all of you who are trying to somehow discredit the resurrection, can I tell you something? It's real as it can be. He did die. He did raise from the dead. And that's what makes the gospel so powerful that nobody can't find his body. So could it be that you're living your life rejecting the very one that rose from the dead. Do I have anybody? Wouldn't it be a shame one day when Jesus cracks the sky and the dead in Christ rise and those who remain are caught up to be with the Lord in the air, wouldn't it be a shame that you're left behind? Do I have anybody? The text says in verse 16, and on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know and the faith which comes through him has given him this. Some of us are sick. All you got to do is call on the name of Jesus. He's not just good for salvation. He's good for everything. See, what we do, can I help you? What we do is we leave him out of everything else. We leave him out of our finances. We leave him out of our daily issues. We leave, Listen, we've got to talk to him about everything. When you're taking those exams. Amen. When, you, when you're ready to quit, when you're ready to give up, when you're ready to go home. Come on, somebody, and you feel like you can't do it anymore. You've got to call on his name. Because there's no other name. Do I have anybody? L let me say this. The devil doesn't want you to call on his name. Why? Why doesn't the devil want you to call on Jesus' name? Why? Because he trembles at his name. Are you with me? You got to open your mouth and you got to say Jesus. Come on, let's try it together. Oh, y'all ain't with me. I got one minute and five seconds. What? Okay, all right. Y'all pushing me. All right, okay. Watch this. Watch this. Back back to verse, last last part of verse 12. There's so much in one verse, ain't it? He says, he says, look what he says. He says, There's there's no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must look at this. We must. So if it's a must that we are we're supposed to be saved, what does that suggest? That we are unsaved. <laughs> that we're lost. But we must. Now listen to this. In the Greek, it's in the present tense. You know what that means? That means you got to do it now. Here's what it is also. It's in the active voice. It's in the active voice. The active voice in the Greek says that the action is accomplished, hallelujah, by the subject. Now who is the subject of the sentence? We are. And do I have anybody? And so there is an urgency. Come on, somebody. Before you leave here today, I 
wouldn't leave without understanding the last thing. It is the priority in his name. Do I have anybody? There's an urgency today. Somebody here this morning, I know you're probably saying, Pastor, I didn't say I got saved a long time ago. By and by, by the river, we got saved. But I want to I want to ask a question this morning. Are you really saved? Because if you're saved, you will understand that you're not alone in this journey. That no matter what the devil may have tried to do in your life, that you have someone that you can call on. Even in your sleepless nights, even when life seems like it's about to fall apart, you got to understand that there's a name that you can call. And his name is Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. His name is Jesus. There's no other name under heaven. There's no other name that you can call on. But there's salvation in no one else but Jesus. Don't get so saved where you forget the priority of his name. But don't get so saved where you can't understand the purpose of his name. Don't get so saved, hallelujah, where you forget, hallelujah, that it's in his name that you've gotten this far by faith. I thank God today that even when life looks tough, I've had some bad days. I've had some good days. But I want to tell somebody, I'll never forget the day that I called on his name. I opened my mouth and I said, Jesus, save my soul. You see, I was lost on, on my way to burning hell. But I thank God today that he saved my soul. Oh, amazing grace. I thank God for his grace and his mercy. Do I have anybody here this morning? You say, I've been calling and I've been calling and it seems like I'm not getting an answer. But today, I dare you to call on his name. His name is Jesus Christ. Born in a manger. Didn't have no room for him. But thank God that even though he was rejected, he became numero uno. He became number one. I thank God today that even though life gets tough sometimes, I know how to open my mouth and say, Jesus, do I have anybody in this house today that know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the one who can save your soul. Do you know today, have you tried him? Is he all right? Is he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. 
say, yeah, he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. He put food on my table, clothes on my back. I was lost and on my way to hell. But thank God this morning that I called on his name, Jesus, Mary's baby. Jesus, who they whipped, they hung him high, they stretched him wide, they dropped him low, put him in a barred tomb, but early, early, I said early, early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands, in his hands, he's a good God, good God Almighty, I thank God for saving my soul, I was a wretch undone, but Jesus, he saved me, do you know him, have you tried him, have you really tried him today, do you know him today, have you tried him today, say Say yeah, say yeah, shout his name, Jesus, Jesus, there's no other name, hallelujah, 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 rejected, but he saved us. One day a young man was sitting on the park bench. And the little boy saw the man crying. And the man began to tell him a story about his brother who was in prison. His brother was on death row. And he would be executed in a few days. The man desperately wanted to see Abraham Lincoln, the president of the United States, to ask for a pardon. But in the course, of course, regular people couldn't just walk in and see the president. The man was hopeless, but after hearing the man's story, the little boy, hallelujah to his holy name, the little boy took the man by the hand and walked him into the White House, walked him through the guards, and walked him straight into the president's office. See, he couldn't, got, he couldn't have gotten to see the president if he had tried. But the little boy was walking him straight past everyone into the president's office. President Lincoln looked up as the young boy entered the, the room. He looked at the boy and said, son, how can I help you? You see, the reason the man could get to Abraham Lincoln's office is because he had to run into the son of Abraham Lincoln. I'm going somewhere. He had to run into the son of Abraham Lincoln. And the son could walk past all the opposition and get him into the office of the president. You can walk straight into the presence of a holy God, but you got to hold the hand of the son. I'm talking about the S-O-N that died on Calvary. The one who hung, bled, and died for you. You can walk right into God's presence and you can say, God, here I am. Take me as I am, God. Here I am, God. Here's my problem, God. But you gotta go through the Son. Give God a hand clap of praise. Come on and praise Him. 
Come on and magnify him. Come on and glorify him. Come on and call his name. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Jesus. Listen. I don't know whose name you're trying to use. And I don't know what you're going through in your life. But I'm going to tell you like this. I believe God wanted me to preach this message today. I believe that. And I want to say to somebody here today, you've called on his name, but it seemed like everything is going the opposite of the way you wanted to go. Can I tell you something? That's a test of your faith to see if you really believe what you said you believe in. And so I'll be remiss to leave this place without offering you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your heart again. If you're here today, if you're here today, I don't want you to think about anybody else. I want you to think about you right now. Don't think about nobody else, you. Maybe today, you say, Pastor, you know what? I've called a lot of people, but I want to call on his name. I want to try what you're talking about. I want to try Jesus.